Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Open Africa podcast. I'm handling today's introduction because Furo is tired. <laughs> so you get me today. With me, we have. Hi, I'm Furo. And. Mr. Nosakari. Oh, my name is Nosa. He's pressing phone. So. As Furu says, we'll just jump right into it. Clearly, I'm learning work, so just bear with me on today's episode. Bycoins have launched their new app. Nosa, do you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah. Bycoins has launched a new app. Actually, two new apps. Two new apps, exactly. There's um, regular Bycoins and there's like pro Bycoins for people who are pro. If you use Binance, just imagine it as splitting Binance Lite and regular Binance into two apps. Why I particularly like it, one, the design. It's there's this thing called neomorphic design that like hmm. design that, that's trending in the design world, but mm-hmm. I've not seen it actually make make it into mainstream Nigerian apps because they always use all the same templates. So Binance is like is a very sharp deviation from regular app design styles so that caught my attention first also for personal reasons the way you can fund your account they've done some work with their new product transfers it's basically like a direct debit you connect your bank account to whatever it is you're trying to transfer to and it powers it fascinating I am personally really happy because my last couple of transactions on Bitcoins before the new app were tedious. <laughs> oh my god. It, it involved follow-up customer service and yeah. Yeah. But I mean they are quite responsive in all fairness. You know when Nosa was talking about that neomorphic design and whatnot, I was tempted to roll my eyes, but then I remembered that I was fighting a designer recently over like why many of our apps have like the same design because same look i'm trying to hire a designer for um something that i'm doing in my personal life yes me too i want to ship products (laughs) and everybody's portfolio kind of looks the same and i was telling my co-founder that this is problematic because i'm i'm looking for somebody with that special at the risk of sounding that's yeah that's just it's not a wild factor but then just something that differentiates you from the market yeah Yeah. you don't even have to be very good at it right because we have a design co-founder but like literally i think different their their nigerian designers that are good good like the that design guys oper paystack like yeah yeah these guys i mean my guys are good, obviously. <laughs> my, guys, my guys are good, obviously, the best. But their guys are good. But the other, there's a majority because me too. I've been interviewing designers for ticks as well, and they're mid. Yeah, I can buy this. I can buy this thing as a template, or like a Figma template, and do it myself. Do you get? Like nobody's really pushing anything new. So that's why this bitcoins thing really caught my eye because it's it's not as if you can copy template from somewhere it's like a really fresh attempt at 
designing yeah. an app like this is something like say like an apple would do if the one they're changing os button style and all that kind of thing it's but, very very different but you know I, the thing is i think a lot of apps have been playing it safe just because like users have become nearly accustomed to some certain things right so you open an app you know to look to the left top top left corner for like the menu yeah or you know there, there's certain like design would i say guidelines that people are sort of been boxed into mm-hmm. um and i just i i was personally quite um surprised at how different like the direction they took was quite different from um uh, what would have experienced basically in the nigerian markets i would say interesting well all the best to them as always um so moving on paystack launched officially in south africa and yeah I, I guess this is part of Stripe's um, ploy to take over the world. To take over the world. It's to take over payments across the world. I, I think that's actually their their play. Also, if you heard ping ping, that's on Osa. But yeah, it was it's very interesting to me. I mean, it, it makes logical sense. South Africa is one of Africa's largest economies. They are pretty advanced when it comes to like um, payment technology as well and just the overall infrastructure. So it, it makes sense that they are going to launch there. Um, and yeah, I saw something somewhere saying, uh, talking about how um, they're positioning themselves to power like trade across Africa. I think that's like in light of it's ACFT. Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement. That's That's what I thought. I always think that, but then I'm always wrong. So yeah, in light of that, it would be interesting to see how it plays out. Shout out, we're looking for someone to come and speak on ACFTA on the episode with us. If you're interested, hit us up on on Twitter. I mean, from a trade perspective, I can see how that would be a thing. You just eliminate SWIFT. I've already looked at it, but have is it set up like the one they do in Ghana? So like in Paystack in Ghana, you have to be a Ghanaian business to actually like do Paystack stuff. So if it's just restricted to South African businesses. It's probably the same. But then the thing is, as they're building rails in all these different countries, they can it's one central it. company at the end of the day. So I feel like there's room to connect it, but obviously regulation and all of that, they're obviously being careful to keep the entity somewhat. Because I know what's called Flutterwave, with Flutterwave you can, I can be in Nigeria and like accept payments, like basically set up in, like accept payments from different countries Mm. in their own local currencies. With Paystack, I don't think that is possible yet. And it pains me because I really would like Paystack to do that. I think if they are playing for ACFTA, then... It's coming. Yes. It's something that they would have to build for. Um, and they'll just replace... Just replace... Um, what's your name now? Swift. And use it like local technology. Local in air quotes, of course. To handle the payment leg of, of the... Of trade be very fascinating to see because that's one space that is very difficult to get into now because it's complex it's a trade 
it's document heavy it's complex yeah. it's these guys um african bank yeah they launched the uh, those african paps that they announced like this almost two years ago three actually yeah and at some point i heard that they had started engaging local banks around it but then since then at some you, point last year actually. you know what's funny it's not that you talk about it like why isn't standard bank doing pushing this standard bank yeah they're in almost every african country they have the rails to be fair there are a couple of african banks that can attempt to push this sort of thing echo, echo bank echo bank has rapid transfer so that one they they have that one you can move money across echo banks in theory i've never used it but in theory because to be fair a lot of this let me not like intra-africa trade while it is good it's also raz so um yeah i mean i think the trade like there's still a lot of room i think to in- innovate around trade um from like the payment perspective from like the like management of the end-to-end transactions with documentation all of that to the actual movement of goods there's a lot of work i yeah. think and there are a yeah. lot of people that are starting to come into the space and play in like bits and pieces so in like the college space i'm sure you know about mv exchange mm-hmm. that are doing like essentially do i say uber for college right um yeah so i think in bits there's innovation happening it's just in terms of it all coming together yeah as one like so as a one cohesive yeah, yeah. people are going to have to do a lot of work no it's, it's a lot it's a lot it's, of work it's to insane amount of work huge but it's also a huge opportunity and it's also regulatory forward it's very regulation forward yeah and again i think the issue around the issue that around like different countries having different standards for correct quality of goods and services or goods really is still a thing that needs to be addressed there's still i think bottom line is plenty work yes are people doing the are people starting to do the work yes you know yeah for me the way i see it is once you can make help people pay across easily and cheap cheaply the rest to follow like i feel like standard of goods all of that college well so fair. the challenge is you if you pay and it's easy and good that's all good but then when the goods I think get to of the court papa. yes yeah, <laughs> yeah so that, that's what i'm saying like for the next the next phase is like as soon as people can say okay we can Pay for these things okay then, then the focus would now then be the focus solving be, for you're now receiving volumes and you can how do you solve for those volumes standards and say okay this is bad this is good then when the volumes come there needs to be someone that transports these volumes so yeah. then the logistics end comes in yeah because i was looking Fair at point. something recently i think one of nigeria's big remittance kini like the other side of for as far as africa is concerned is like cameroon there's lots of money that comes from Cameroon to Nigeria. It's like a top ten. Interesting. It's a top ten remittance thing, and it's like I don't think there's anyone that's actually playing francophone, anglophone West, um, sub-Saharan Africa mm. like that. For that's me. something that I've always thought about, to be honest. Like the so there's a lot of technology happening with the within the anglophone mm-hmm. space within like in Africa, um, but then I'm not sure. I'm like we're I'm in touch with what's going on in Francophone Africa, and I would like to know more. To be fair, 
I mean, they're not even that like, not that many big races. I mean, there's one, there's one startup that got into YC this year, and it was like the first francophone African startup to get into YC. So it's. I think the language barrier. Yeah, probably had la- language barrier is obviously a big thing. But, yeah. Yeah. But because there are so many things. Imagine if you're doing, like you know, how last time we talked about the Facebook thing. Mm-hmm. So say you're starting like a company and you're you're employing remote workers. How do you handle payroll? Yeah, because you need to remit it. that payment if your workers are out of country. Yeah, like there's no one central. I mean, there's crypto solves it. Crypto solves Cryptocurrency. But, That's like the simplest solution that comes to mind. Because I remember early tech about days, they had some writer from Kenya, and it was now like, it was like, how do they pay him? And I think they eventually went crypto, but it was still very. Look, there's so much fintech that needs to be fintech. That's we have never reached peak fintech. There's it's not reached so peak fintech. But to be fair, Sha, some of these problems exist as an outcome of dodgy monetary policy. Because there was a time in Nigeria that that payment was simply an email to your banker. They would buy FX from Treasury and remit payments to that employee, and it would get to him. Admittedly, it was slow like two three but days it'll get done. but it'll get I done mean, it'll without get done. But, gymnastics but imagine but even that yes there's but even that is still very like low tech in the sense is that this is only available to big corporates like i don't think like any small sme or startup that had a developer in sudan can email their <laughs> bank and sudan. say remit my money in any case, there's a lot of finteching that needs to be done, um, but we'll just move on. Um, Binance stock tokens is a thing. Yes, right. I don't know how it works. <laughs> yes, Please share. Okay, so the way I understand it, right, Binance is going to hold um, the underlying stocks, right, and then issue tokens on them so you as a user can then trade those tokens but why it's really great is that you don't need to enter a stock fully so for example one tesla share is like what 700 dollars plus with binance's token you can buy like fraction 0.5 of a tesla share right yeah it allows you to like fraction what's the grammar buy fractions just yeah just buy fractions and i think that's very fascinating and the great bit is that you actually even get like dividend payments prorated down to like the value of the and asset that you're and holding tenor. yeah and, and tenor so all the things that make that happen with stocks will happen with these tokens as well the only difference is that binance is holding the actual one um and you you can buy in fractions and i think that's that's very brilliant and rights consistent with the theme of like making democratizing financial products because for yeah. too long some of these things have been out of reach for many people nosa's face looks you like know, he's about to drop a hot take no it's not even a hot take but it's like as you're saying it's like more and more so like crypto as much as crypto boys think is their special crypto is not too far from traditional finance it's, it's just a like, mirror yeah. it's a mirror it's just traditional finance rebuilt i think what makes it special is the fact that they're creating access yes where previously it wasn't like and i think crypto is if you are going to blow as a startup like globally blow 
as a startup from Nigeria, I think crypto will probably be your best, at least as I see it now. Because there's still so much that, that, needs, get, to that needs to be done that you can literally start from like a corner of Yanopaja and build something that some guys <laughs> need. So have you ever been to Yanopaja? <laughs> yes, that's where you want to campus. I know, I know, I know, I know, I But like, you're literally, in fact, even like doing how you have like Bloomberg uh-huh. for finance, you can have Bloomberg for crypto. Yeah. And you can sit in the corner and talk, be writing about pump and dump and all the different crypto stock things you should be buying. Yeah. This, I actually people, know somebody who should be doing this. So people are looking for content, but I don't know that people are looking for like Bloomberg style content anymore. So people are looking more to like podcasts. Yeah. And, so there's still opportunities. Yeah. AKA we should become a crypto podcast. There's still so much opportunity for this. Like this stock token thing is like very, very new. Mm-hmm. But I've never, nobody has, okay, let's, if on a micro scale, okay, let's tokenize like, NSC. Please stop that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not investing. Wait now. Let's talk nice NSC. I need to cough out of laughter. <laughs> sorry. I don't know why you people are laughing. Because do you know how much my dad has invested in this Nigerian stock market and lost? Please, dear. <laughs> Interesting story. The Nigerian stock exchange was the best performing exchange of 2020 and uh, uh, happy birthday to them it, I, could not, I mm. could not believe it i could not believe it when i saw it i'm very happy it for was, them. it was pumping for no reason at what are the fundamentals that are driving it <laughs> hello is the outcome of the Murphy. please and they will be shouting Murphy crypto, boo boo. crypto is this crypto is that what are the fundamentals that are driving nigeria stock exchange please I've never been this loud on this podcast. Cons- can we can we leave this? Story? It's consistent business performance. You know the Nigerian economy didn't really which, shut down which, like which, that. Which consistent business performance? People were just running their business. Then we said we were doing lockdown, but if you come out every day, you just be seeing people in their hundreds. I will even lie. When they said lockdown, we were out of food at home. Supermarkets. I were messaged open. a store that I will not put on blast. I was like, Yo, are you guys open? Say yes. Come. We pack at the back. So what was happening was people were parking in front. They had boarded up the front. This is such a sidebar. They had boarded up the front of the store. <laughs> so you drive in and park at the back and shop. Furo, can I let you know that in the less bougie areas of Lagos, people were parking in front. Supermarkets were open properly. I don't think lockdown actually hits streets. <laughs> lockdown did not hit the so streets. So the thing for me, there was like a military checkpoint right in front of that store. So then, yeah. Furo. See, remember that during the lockdown, I came to collect Red Dead Redemption from you yeah. for PS4. Eh? When I was coming back, because I had used my... I, in fact, let me not put this gist on blast. On my way back, in front of police station, people were selling stuff like markets were opened. Markets were opened, supermarkets were opened. People were on the streets of, Lagos. of Bagada. Wow. So, yeah. Anyway, sidebar over. <laughs> Back to the topic. Um, we we're going to talk about First Bank, but then we changed our mind because if we get into that, it's like a it's a lot to unpack. So I we it's, should probably it's not, it's, not, it's not that a lot to unpack, it's just bad governance it's that has come governance. to light. Yeah. A badly governed bank that's been badly governed for a while. 
<laughs> is badly governed. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing to me is like how people within the bank weren't even afraid of like single obligor limit is a thing because well, well, you don't want to crash your well, bank. Why would they be afraid? When so so for they, context do you think anybody in first bank literally believes that they can pack up they probably don't i don't the only people that maybe in fact i don't think there's any yeah they, they feel too big to fail yeah first bank is they that's their problem first all those fugas banks yeah it's too big G- to fail it's yeah. only gtb that moves like they have something might, to lose die tomorrow yeah but as far as uba ah so let me explain that single obligor limits very quickly, right? Remember that banks lend to you using money that people deposit with them, right? The argument is that you don't want to lend too much to a single person um, or a single entity or a single entity just out of the risk that if that person should default on that loan for whatever reason, you are pretty screwed because it's a sig- significant portion of your deposit base right so that's what they refer to as like a single obligor limit so for large loans like that 75 billion naira what typically happens is that the banks form a syndicate oh i can't take on all this money by myself you come let's join hands together and lend to this person so that spread the risk exactly we're spreading the risk and if the person should cough tomorrow we are not going to be finished it'll hurt us but it won't kill us which is why this one was was fascinating to me but moving on uh, you know <laughs> let's move on let's, let's move, move on. on let's <laughs> just move on but give them three years yeah. yeah it seems like they are losing that fugaz spot yeah <laughs> beg headlining big brother was a more move money, i problems. could not have seen coming <laughs> So those boys have money like that. Well. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah. This is actually the one time where I won't speak. Wow. I <laughs> think all I'll say is they should just be ready because CBN, everybody. I'm trying to understand what it, what the what license is. do they have though? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to understand the play. Like it's, I mean, I get acquisition and growth, and I just feel like there has to be something else that Abeg is doing before the show starts. It can't be Abeg in his current state that is pumping all that sort of money. Yeah, like not even all that. Like, side move the money, money part one side. side thing is product offering. Yeah. At this, is the is right now it's still Ajor and P2P transfers. That well, you know that's the market. I d- so the thing is, I know the whole Ajor thing. Maybe me, I'm a lone wolf. I've never really understood it. Because if I'm going to be donating to other people, so that I don't know, the whole thing never made sense for me. I'd rather just target and save up to it, right? It's a discipline and bridge thing. But carry on. Okay. Anyways, so I don't. But the reality is that there's a big market out there. Like I have, I have a lot of people that have tried to bring me into all kinds of adjust circles, and I'm, I've done it once. But my so heart you was... and I did adjust one time now. Ah, we, did we? We did yeah. now. We did now co-founder of this person self-involved. 
Did we do it? Yes. It was me. It was me. I don't remember collecting that money. It was me, you, and your (laughs) co-founder. We did it. We did. (laughs) No memory. See, that's the thing. What did I use that money to do? I used it to buy stuff. I think you to renovate your house. I remember moving into a new place. I remember the discussion, but just to remember collecting the money. I collected first, and then I wept afterwards. Yeah. So that's the thing for me. I'd rather just be putting my money inside JJD. But sidebar. It's a blooming market because I've had so many people reach out to me to say, Oh, I'm forming a circle, we're doing X amount per month. Do you want to join? I won't do it. I mean, it's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's, it is a it's a blooming market, but is it a big enough market to go all out like that? I mean, so Ruby, for instance, has been trying to do that for the longest, right? Ruby is trying to bring in like all the informal adjust circles into yeah. like uh, but then they have been targeting more like yeah they they've been targeting the very informal circles like in the lower like the lower segments of the market right the abeg app I think what they're targeting is probably about the same market as maybe a kuda right yeah, people that are digit, somewhat digitally savvy um, and are familiar with just yeah living their lives digitally and they want to do a job but they want they want added accountability because trust <clears throat> just calling put putting people's like whatsapp group and saying okay you contribute first that's risky for people who default if they want to default that's one and two is agile really a beg's main no, proposition I mean, they are, so their main their main thing is p2p p2p yeah. payment and but they're adding on there's then there's agile that's yeah. there and you can lend p2p lending as well that's there oh yeah that's true Please, how does their P2P lending work? Because that P2P lending... I make a lending, request to you, you, you accept or you deny. I you, set the You set rates. rates, you set everything. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So it's like it's like my friend normally will hit me up and say, Fool, yeah. please, can I hold 50k? Exactly. But you do it through a bag and you set interest rates. Yeah. Ah, interesting. And it's not collected. So they're so not doing... You've not recovered from Fint, have Yeah, you? yeah. That's why I'm like... <laughs> so me personally, from Fint, I don't believe in P2P lending. <laughs> yeah. Because the controls you need to do retail lending, they don't exist in P2P. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the things uh, that would... I, so I see a big working when they have network effects where there are lots of people in a big and it's just... It's basically like how Cash App and Venmo and them in America work is the more people on it, the more it takes off. So there's which each so but it's still I guess maybe that's what big this big brother thing is about. To get acquisition, to get their numbers up. And get those network effects so they can run. Mm. But yeah. I don't know, man. I do and I'm trying not to sound like a hater because we too want me too wanted us to sponsor Big Brother, but they brought big bill for you yeah it was like yeah this this no makes sense man <laughs> <laughs> we can do give away with that money do give away please i won't so and don't ask for my picture to advertise after thank you did you i okay. didn't i left the money wow i left the money we need to we need to yeah. i don't want to i don't want to put you on blast <laughs> you know what for i'm actually going to put you on blast <laughs> but this is a, an aside furo won money and she refused to go and collect it because they wanted to take her picture and put on the internet. Life changing. <laughs> Not just money. my picture, my all my social media handles. They're going to advertise, bro. You know, you know hundred thousand naira. They're launching physical cards soon. Hmm. 
I don't think you've said the name of the brand. <laughs> the, name, the name of the brand is Carbon. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> Speaking of, if any of the Carbon founders listen to this, please, can you let me sign upgrade my account? I'm sorry, I used Nosa instead of Nosa Kari. <laughs> I'm really, really sorry, but I promise she's the same guy. That's such can a you, bank problem. Can you make this exception for me? I mean, you're a digital bank. You should make this exception for me. Thank you. So I can invest in carbon. You yeah. know, and put money inside and I can qualify for giveaway next time. Me, I'm like, for I have no shame. I will take the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I just started having like panic attack when I saw these come to the office, take your picture and then send in all your social media handles. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, just give the person the money I beg. Can we calm Let's down? call it a day. Yeah. And to the final thing that we'll be talking about today, um, the SEC released some new regulations to account for like um, digital businesses. Um, and it's interesting because I think it was a couple of episodes ago that Furo was saying the same thing about how regulators should account for um, fintechs. Yeah, fintechs in their space. Mm-hmm. So the SEC made some, and in their word, in quotes, major amendments to the rules and regulations of the commission. And then they made amendments to the sub broker, which is what amendment to rule 67 sub broker. And that's what we're really interested in. A sub broker means any person or entity not being a dealing member of an exchange who acts on behalf of a sponsoring broker or dealer as an agent or otherwise for assisting the investors in buying selling or dealing in securities through such sponsoring brokers or dealers right guys any thoughts in plain english if you have a platform where you make available mutual funds or other investment instruments from different dealers or different asset management companies and you make it available to people then you are a sub broker so this is a license for carry wise piggy vest piggy vest carry wise bamboo rice bamboo all of them maybe not rice i mean it's not nigerian stuff yeah Yeah. and what i really like is that they made the paid up capital pretty affordable at 10 million so you just need to show them that you have up to 10 million naira to run your business Damn, um, how much is that in dollar that is please why nigeria dear that's about two twenty thousand dollars to twenty thousand dollars yeah. so you can do family and friends precede 100k yeah. and get license family and friends 100k or more you people are rich you <laughs> But you don't have plenty family and plenty friends. Family and hundred thousand dollars. See, just get this thing is simple. Get twenty people to give you five k. That's the problem. You need to find yes. twenty people that have five k. But what is interesting here is that paid up capital is ten m. Evidence of but the total fees that you pay non refundable is like five hundred k. But there's, and then there's also the fidelity bond that is twenty percent of your paid up capital. I mean, this, but this is a very doable business. Yeah, it's very doable, yeah. especially it's, if you raise. It's very friendly to the startup scene, and I must commend the SEC for that. I know I came for them a bit, saying that. And you know, I made a should, case for them. They should come back. They should come out to sense. It's aggressive to collect this one, <laughs> bruh, bruh. It's very. I mean, yeah, I'm happy that at least one regulator is. Making room. 
Hopefully, CBN will not come and but, tell them that they are mad. Again, but then again, making it cheap, won't you invite Ponzi inside? No, I don't think so. Because as part of the requirement, I can imagine that KYC requirements yeah. are a thing and they will vet you. And that's the. I'm not sure MMM or anybody of the like will go to. I'll just. This thing with Ponzi I'll just have you know that Bernie Madoff was a well known and respected that's... man. And he was the biggest Ponzi schemer. Happy Ponzi fraud man. Nigerian Ponzi. Nigerian Ponzi schemes go to churches. Yes. <laughs> They, they go, go to, to churches, churches and target vulnerable people. Yeah. Have you heard of MBA in reverse in Port Harcourt? MBA carried people's millions and billions. Baba has disappeared. There's another one in Lagos that, that has went been... to give Oyakilome <laughs> or a third of the this money that he raised. We need, we need to do an episode on fraud and invite people that have been defrauded so you can understand the mentality <laughs> of a person that has been defrauded. I know Nosa is smiling as he's saying this, but I actually want that episode. Yeah. Because we need to we need to deconstruct fraud. MBA, so MBA, is it MBA forex or MBA investment? I don't even. I don't like, how do they know the exact moment that this is it? That's this is where time to run. Yes, this is the time to run. It's probably when you get very popular, you, they probably have a money target. Is when you can buy that car that you've been eyeing. That's no, no, the time no. This one, the money this guy collected is more than cow. Hello, Hello. Is when you hit. We are hearing billions. Yeah. That they're running with hundred billion. Is when you is, can buy the car and the house in that people, case. People now is going to camp out at the church that you should bring him out. <laughs> bring us. Like how do you know like this is the exact moment? Yeah, this is time for I know people that invested. Because this thing is like dancing chairs. Yeah. Speaking of fraud, we need to have an episode on fraud actually. Yeah. Because like, there's also another woman. I'm calling her woman because she's not a young lady. If you seize money like that, you are clearly a woman and you should <laughs> go straight to prison. We need to take apart her case. Yeah. That I think okay, babe. I think it would be interesting to first of all I don't know if any fraud style come out the episode. <laughs> if you are a reformed fraud star, <laughs> please send us a DM. Actually, if you are a fraud star, just come on. We'll, and we'll be unknown. Yeah. The whole show. I will not call police nothing. No, sir, don't you know fraud stars? Those ones that have Kuda accounts that you've probably blocked now. <laughs> they will never come come and meet me because they won't claim it. <laughs> There's yeah. what's it called? I saw one tweet of one guy. There was like it was a DM of like a screenshot. In fact, I'm going to share it on Twitter at some point. It's a DM of a screenshot between two guys on WhatsApp. Screenshot of a DM, you mean? A screenshot of a WhatsApp conversation, and it's like, ah, they carry my guy. Oh, say ah, what happened? Say could have told him to come and confirm transaction. As soon as they entered office, EFCC just carried him. Are you serious? And then the guy's like, ah, could has casted. He said, ah, na CBM bank. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I saw the thing is that the person that posted a screenshot was like complaining that could I have locked up my guy and I'm like uh is EFCC there? It's not yours. <laughs> Do you not see the context? I don't understand. <laughs> you could have cast it. No, because I heard about the story in the office and the guy that told me was like, oh when they blocked his account, because on our internal systems when you block an account you leave like a note so if somebody sees it there's context yeah so they looked it up because the guy was complaining and they looked it up and i was like call efcc as soon as you see this that was like basically that message so they like told the guy to come and they like called the fcc that oh 
this is this is like all Nigerian banks have the same playbook because I 2016 I was having I was in a branch and this same play happened but this time it wasn't EFCC it was branch Mopo that held the guy and if you know Mopo you know that they don't speak English with you like EFCC they are going straight for your belt <laughs> just jacking they jacked my guy <laughs> and bundling they bundled him into the into the bus i mean the truck yeah but in any case it's a it's a good thing for for um fintechs looking to play in that space and they should solve all the all Not the all, apprehension some i'm gonna solve all solve some, some. it's a good start it's a good start i think yeah. cbn2 is going to do their own they're going to do a digital bank license version i mean they've been talking about that thing since yeah because they have seen the loopholes in the microfinance one license <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure they've noticed it no um, they've noticed it because i'm sure they've gauged and they've seen like what license are these guys using like, hmm, microfinance tier one microfinance so, like, so just for the smallest context, so the a microfinance bank license or a microfinance bank is supposed to be like a community bank yeah serving the local community usually in areas with limited with bank limited, penetration yeah with limited bank penetration and the idea is that microfinance banks have correspondent banks that the bigger banks and they have like that symbiotic relationship but if you've been checking any of the disclosures by any of the fintechs doing bank stuff almost everybody has a microfinance bank license because it's easy to get because it's the easiest one to get and they're literally just springboarding well it's not that easy anymore yeah because easy, yeah they're not, they're not giving you one and also it, it it can also get pretty intense like the national license is almost bank I, level i don't know why you need a national microfinance bank license just become a commercial bank like that's regional what are you doing with a national microfinance <laughs> bank license i think there are i think there's some leeway that microfinance something like lapo like lapo lapo you should be a big bank by now why are you still doing this microfinance no, bank stuff? under the radar you can fly yeah, yeah as a microfinance bank you're not under as much scrutiny. i feel like lapo and unity bank should be dragging dmbs those big commercial banks the, the amount of scrutiny that they are under yes there's nobody should scrutiny, but there's a lot of way. money to be made man a lot of money can't you make the same as an mfb just playing in your own space and join yourself nah. because how much are you realistically how much are you going to make off see what can't microfinance banks do see treasury ops i need unity bank to give me their license i can show them how to flip this money <laughs> i cannot hold dollar let's start from there i cannot do a proper remittance play right you mean unity bank cannot call transferwise and say let's do this thing if you work at Unity Bank and you want to run it, you can call me. Because a lot of these things, it's like you have the the fact that you have a DMB license, there's so much you can do as yeah. far as you. Remittance you is the one thing that comes out very strongly, to be fair. Because that remittance market is actually big. It's big market. And now that FX is pretty scarce, you can, if you have hands, if you, you know things, you, you can, can make money. You can package it one by one, bundle it, restructure it. Yeah. Um, In any case, I guess this brings us to the end of this episode. It was great to not be the host. You <laughs> <laughs> should do it again. Should do yes, it again. and you. Just as you host. No, it's just that his phone will be ringing. <laughs> exactly. 
please remember to follow us on social media at open africa pod on twitter and instagram i think we're pretty consistent there as well um yeah i will we'll see you guys on the next episode goodbye <laughs>